You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at WatchOnPremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? Oh, happy day. What you call it? Uh, it's a good day. Good day today. Phillies won. Very good day. Uh, a little inside baseball. We're recording Friday night, the 14th of October at 8.42. And uh, about a half hour ago, the Phillies uh, beat the Braves. Did take a 2-1 series lead. Thankful, hopefully, by the time this airs Monday morning, hopefully we uh, clinch in advance. Yeah. But, uh, you know, knock on wood, what we shall see. Uh, you know, so it was, it was a good day today. Uh, we were supposed to record a half hour earlier, but being the good <laughs> sports fan that I am, I messaged Adam and said, uh, I'm not leaving this fucking couch until this game's over with. Uh yeah, because there's certain things you don't say out loud in sports, you know, and, uh, you know, the, the beat, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the jinx. So I was like, I am not leaving this couch. And, uh, the Phils went on to win because I stayed in the same fucking position the entire yeah. game. Someone sent Meanie a bucket or like an iced tea container so he could take a leak into it. He could dump it out the window when he's done. Like, I, yeah. I can even see, like, I, like, I don't even want to move, like, I don't want to bend anything. You know, the only bending no. I'm doing is with like with my elbow from like down to the floor to grab something so I could pee in a container and then I'm putting it back on the floor. And then that's it, man. I'm a fucking jinx when it comes to that shit, dude. Like I am very superstitious when it comes to Philadelphia sports. I watch yeah. and then I'm like, I can't like I if I watch any more than like if I watch the whole game, they're gonna lose. But if I watch like the last two or three innings, I'm set. Yeah. And I'm like, nope, they're yeah. gonna rock this shit. So I uh I tend not to watch, but I know it was nine to one. Fucking yeah. blew him out, man. Reese Hoskins well, hit that yeah. fucking boomer. Dude. Holy shit, dude. Way. This Braves team is so good that you have to score that many runs. Yeah. Because uh game one of this series, Phil's were up uh like seven runs and fucking the Braves made it a fucking game, rallied back. Game you scored six runs. So they're known to, to, you know, sneak up from behind and, and kill you. So you, you have to score as many runs as you can against this Atlanta team. So yeah, they went up seven one. And then, uh, I mean, they went up se- at first they went up seven, six nothing. 
and then it was seven nothing. And, uh, I think they, you know, the Braves came back, came in to score to run. I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. Yep. And then, uh, got out of that and, uh, got, you know, a couple more insurance runs. <laughs> because, like, like I said, I'm, I respect the Braves. You know, they're, they're world champions. They're, uh, world series champions for a reason. Yeah. You know, but, um, you know, people count out the Phillies, you know, coming into the season. I was like, you know, and I always say when it comes to sports, a foot in the door is an opportunity. So, uh, facts, dude, facts. Phil's beat a really good Cardinals team. They were, they're, they, they were their own division champions. Uh, now we're facing, you know, world champions. Got to battle with that. And yep. then, um, if, if by chance they win tomorrow and clinch, they got another t- tough pot. Well, it depends because, uh, Dodgers and Padres are tied at one series, one, one one game apiece. So, if that goes to five, my biggest worry is if the Phillies advance, that they're going to have a little bit too much of a layoff. You know, going into if if they win, you know, if they win, right, they're going to have a little bit of a layoff in between series. So we'll see. Now Vanessa is asking, and I guess we can answer this for the uninitiated: Is it the best out of three, or it's the best out of five? Best of five. The first round was best of three. And now this round's best of five. If they happen to clinch tomorrow, if they happen to advance, the next round will be best of seven. Right. And the same thing with the series. And same with the World Series, World best series. of seven. Man, it I- wasn't always like that. Uh, it used to be like a wild card round. And then, uh, then they, the, you know, that round went ran to the NL championship series and then it went into the world it used to be a lot shorter right but uh with uh you know the revenue they make with these extra playoff games you know uh yeah it, it piques more interest from other cities teams and uh more you know of course you know revenue from uh, attendance and tv rights and all that stuff so I gotta give a shot. Yeah, eventually, eventually, I think football's gonna go that way too. Well, football's kind of done that with the expanded uh, wild card as well. Yeah, so. yeah. I gotta give a quick shout out here to uh, the flying Hawaiian Shane Victorino, whose jersey I'm wearing yeah. tonight. He threw out the first pitch tonight, right? Yes, sir. This is a replacement jersey that I originally had, and I'll flip around and show the pod squad. Also, Patreon.com/slash Mind of the Meanies, so you can see my sick Victorino jersey. Yes. So I had a jersey that had an 08 patch on it from the series over here. Yeah. And uh, my ex took it after we broke up, along with my Brian Westbrook jersey, and I was fucking pissed. So for years, I was like, oh, I got to find one. I got to find one. So my brother Matt, uh, Matt from Delaware, or Matt from Dover, you hear on the show. Uh, asking questions. He, uh, he found this for me for Christmas last year and I was like, Oh my God. And it's got a, you know, HK patch on it. So awesome. I just got to get another should, uh, patch on. I got to get should, an 08 patch on here. You need to get, uh, a Quile Schwarber jersey and hat because you kind of have that beard he has. <laughs> just put on, put on his jersey and walk around center city and see, see if anybody does a double take. I used to get Joe Blanton a lot. People used to stop me and be like, you know, no. my, yeah, my buddies Blanton, used to call me Blanton all the time. He was a blonde. Mm-hmm. He was a yep. blonde. Oh, that's weird. Joe Blanton. I was like, I don't know. I don't see it. I see Fred Joe Dur- Lumber. I see Fred Durst more than I see fucking Joe Blanton, but 
Uh, Eagles and Cowboys, man. We got a lot of fucking Philly sports going on here, brother. Lots of shit, man. I mean, I know. Apologies to people from other sports cities. Um, <laughs> and other countries who don't give a shit about our sports. But um, Right. But you know something? Some no good- one likes us and we don't care. That's our motto uh, here in Philly. Um, but, yeah, uh, a lot of things going on. Uh, Flyers won last night. They actually look good. Crazy. Uh, six, Sixers are about to start up again. Eagles are, as of this recording, 5-0. and uh, Big game this Sunday night, Sunday night football uh, against the division rivals. Um, you know, it's just like... Uh, the most diehearted Philly fan will go, uh, we, I don't care if we lose, lose every game as long as we beat Dallas twice a year. You know, <laughs> but, yeah. which, which is silly. You want to win every game. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a, a big game, um, you know, in, in the city. And uh, it'll be interesting to watch. It'll be nice to uh, have a primetime game to uh, enjoy. Uh, Monday night was cool, but I hate waiting that extra day to watch a game, which I'm sure other sports town fans can relate to. I I, I like the I love Sunday football where you wake up, you have your breakfast, you know, watch some of the pre-game shows, and then your team's on at one, right? And then based on how it does, you know, you can enjoy either enjoy your rest of the day or just watch, you know be miserable and watch the rest of the games. But uh, the, the the best saying I've ever heard about Philly sports specifically for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think it was uh, our former mayor. Um, what's his name? He was the governor, too. Um, Rendell. Ed Rendell. Ed Rendell said, you can drop a space alien in the middle of Center City the week after an Eagles game, and within a minute, he could tell you whether or not that the Eagles won or lost. <laughs> Just by the mood of the city. So... Yeah, yeah, sports, just like how WrestleMania has a positive impact on a city, when our sports teams do good, our city does really good. Yeah. You know, mentally, emotionally, financially, you know, beer tastes better. You know, the sun's the a little air brighter. Smells, smells best. My I, farts are a little louder, a little more uh, essency. I, yeah. uh, I just sent a uh, link in the group chat here. The guys from Heavy Slime, uh, the clothing brand. Uh, they have a new Eagles t-shirt out. Every year they do a shirt for the Eagles. I have the one from 2020. It says, ready for pain and suffering. This year it's got, uh, you know, Eagles across the top, Philadelphia in green letters. It's a black shirt and it says, take the NFC East. And it's uh, a football player. looks like a knight stabbing a skeleton in the face, which presumably is probably the Cowboys because fuck the Cowboys. So yeah. I gotta, I'll reach out to him and see if I can get you one of these, uh, one of these Johns here. Um, F them right in the A. F in the A with a shout C. Out to Andrew ba- shout out to Andrew Bailey, who's in our chat right now. Yeah. Uh, Shackleford came out to uh, McCuskers. Uh, I want to say last Saturday. Yeah, last Saturday because I was hungover the next day. <laughs> uh, for when uh, the Phillies clinched against the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, good, time, good time by all. Uh, it was cool. I, I, my cousin... My cousin Chris came out uh, from he's in the Swamp Candles, came out. A bunch of people came out, which is kind of cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was fun. You know, uh, yeah, obsessed with sports at the moment. So, yeah, you know, yeah. 
Well, in case you're listening, you'll already know that the Eagles played Sunday at 8.20 p.m. against the Cowboys, and hopefully they won. But I don't want to say that last. Yes. I don't want to jinx it. But, yeah, it can, right. it continues to be a very exciting time for Philadelphia sports. Another exciting time for me. I had to take a COVID test today, Meanie. Here oh. it is right here. My brother, Matt from Dover, uh, called me. He was supposed to come up this weekend to sit with the kids. Uh, hang out with me this weekend while Courtney's at her art shows, and he told me he popped hot on a COVID test. So I got this COVID lollipop here. Negative right now, which is a good thing, but brother, <laughs> my blessed brother in Christ, this shit's gotta stop, man. <laughs> Fucking tired of it, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. And I don't want to sound like a nut or anything, but I think like with most things, eventually, if you keep getting the boosters and stuff like that, eventually... I think we'll slowly build a tolerance to it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, dude, I have a uh, sixth removed. Hold on. I, uh, before I give this stat, hold on. Give me two seconds. Give yeah, me two seconds. Take your time, man. I just have to turn the TV off because right now I usually am streaming SmackDown on my television and Bray Wyatt's about to do his entrance, what we're going to talk about. I don't want to miss a fucking second of it, so I just turn it off. LA Knight just came back on, too. Apparently, Courtney's been uh, texting me. Yeah, they bring it back. Yeah, COVID. Right? Bring it back to COVID. Uh, trying to stall for I, you there. Uh, you know, recently, uh, M- Mrs. Meany and I did uh, Ancestry, and they let you look in your family tree. I have a third great-grandfather, Aries Hall, A-R-A-Y-R-E-S Hall. Mm. Uh, he, he fought in the war and all that stuff. He died. When did he die? He died September 1879 from chronic diarrhea. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to show it on the screen. There it is right there, patreon.com slash mind of the meaning. You can look at what we're looking, looking at right now. And this is his photo. And it's kind of creepy. We have the same fucking facial hair. Chronic diarrhea. Oh, man. Great hair, though, dude. So... You know, people used to die from diarrhea. You know, <laughs> rampant and, violent diarrhea. And then you know, you know, they figured out how to not die from diarrhea. You know, and then or, you know, a hundred years from now, I mean, a hundred years before now, you know, there was the uh, great Spanish flu mm-hmm. epidemic. Yep, that uh, killed thousands of people in Philly. There was a big controversy. You know, please don't go to this parade. You know, because of this flu, and everybody ignored it, and they went to the parade, and thousands of people died. Here we are, a hundred years later, we got this pandemic. Um, which to George Carlin and me is just, you know, it's the <laughs> earth, you know, shaking off some fleas. I, I, was, you know? I was gonna say, my brain went to the same place yours did when you when you brought up Carlin and the and the pandemic. I, and I'm not making light of losing people. It's a very horrible thing that I took serious. We all, you took I serious. Too. Mm-hmm. You know, Josh did too. I, I mean, got, we all did. Yeah. I, I got two shots. Uh, I got my booster. I'm looking to get my second booster. Mm-hmm. Get your boosters. Get right, your fucking but, boosters. But this ain't me being like preachy. I'm just saying, right. I, you know, you just had to take a test. I think, you know, what, a couple, five, 10 years from now, it'll just be COVID will be something that, you know, you just have to get a shot like the flu. Right. 
Well, I mean, you know, it's just, uh, it's eventually going to taper out. Not taper out, but like it's the same thing everybody has a conversation about the flu stuff, you know, the, the, the flu every year. They create a vaccine that is designed around strains that are similar, right? So if it's like right. a strain and that's the dominant strain of the, of the season, they're able to right. tell that shit. All the vaccines are going to be pushed towards the A strain, but then the B strain still exists. It's not as common, but that's why people still get sick when they have a flu. It's like, guys, this is how science works. You know, like this is literally how it works. Nothing, there was nothing more frustrating than the guys. And uh, hit the yokai's bump for me. I'm going to start off my sentence with the yokai's. How are they going to make a vaccine in 30 days? Because how do you, uh, look. Wait, I have people. I have something to say to that. Yeah. Um, there's people who work on vaccines 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Or not 24 hours a day, but, you know, every day of the year. You know, it's they're not like firefighters where they go, oh, here's a, here's a virus. Let's start one. Let's start a vaccine. No, they're always working on vaccines, folks. I, so, I know how to, how they did this, too. If you want to know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be Dr. Adam for a second. And I'm not a real doctor. I play one on TV. You stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last That's time. right. Stayed at, uh, you know, fucking Howard Johnson. They let the fucking lights on for me, you know? Um, so back in 2002, there was the outbreak of, uh, I don't know, is that, uh, what's the other, it's the, the variant. SARS? Covariant. SARS. It was the outbreak of SARS in Japan in 2002. Yep. So all the countries got together and they started like reviewing all of this and they started to process and put together a vaccine to fight SARS. And it just so happens that they had been working on it for about 20 years, 18 to be exact. And all of a sudden, COVID shows up, which is a variant of SARS, because if you read the actual name, it's like SARS-CoV and then a bunch of numbers and shit. And it turns out that it shares a lot of the similar looking spike proteins and a lot of the genetic sequencing and composition because it's the same disease. It's a variant of it, right? right. So when, when Fuckface threw all that money at the Operation Warp Speed, when he threw all that money at it and all the countries around the world threw the money at it, that's what ramped up the production. And that's what right. we were able to get all the vaccines and stuff out uh, as quickly as we did. You, they, they, that's not how science works. They can't just rush a vaccine out in 30 days. So you're either being purposefully ignorant or you're being willfully stupid if you think that. But it's, it's, it's science, guys. That's how this shit works. And again, we're not here to talk mind of the science heads. We're just, we're trying to, uh. trying to make sure that you're being safe and being smart. Like I test when, when I come and see Meanie, I tell him all the time. We talk about it. I test before yeah. I come out and I test a couple days after when, every time we go to icons. Um, you know, I, I, especially since I got COVID last time, we were in Pittsburgh. I went to a fucking bar with some friends and I came home and everybody had it. So yeah. I'm not playing that game anymore, man. I got little kids. So just get your boosters, yep. be safe this season. And, you know, take comfort that we're going to be here for you in the event that you do get sick, which we hope you don't. But if you do, you'll be able to see our beautiful faces on the YouTube. But uh, speaking of beautiful faces, pal, we should probably talk about this. Extreme Rules last weekend, man. Big, big shit. Your boy Matt Riddle won in the fight pit. Yes. yes. And then we'll talk about the big one in a second. But how did you feel about the Matt Riddle match? Oh, it was amazing. Uh, it was great to see him. Win a big one, um, you know he's he's won some big matches. He's you know been, he, you know him and Randy had a really good run with the tag belts, but a, a featured match, soloed match, uh, themed match, 
the, with the pit. What, you know, they bring in a special enforcer, you know, big fight feel, which I, I love that term, big fight feel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, you know, Matt got one over, you got a win over Seth Rollins. You know, uh, well, I know his name. I know I'm saying, I'm emphasizing but, it. Uh, uh, you know, one of the, uh, the top guys on the WWE roster, you know, he got a quality win against somebody, you know, a former champion, former world champion. So that means a lot. So, uh, and it's just, you know, it's another step in the elevation of Matt Riddle. You know, um, you know, maybe I'm partial because I helped train him, but, uh, you know, you know, he, I think I'm, I'm, for, you know, certain for sure that, you know, one day he will be WWE champion. I would imagine so. Yeah. I think it seems inevitable. He feels like he's in line, right? Like, and I don't mean that in a, in a pejorative way. I just feel like he seems to be no. somebody who is destined for that spot. It. Right. Yeah, you yeah, build to it. Right. And this is the part of the build. You know, quality win over former world champion Seth Rollins. And a clean win, too. Yeah. I mean, he yes. tapped him. He tapped him. So yeah. that was, uh, it was great. I really thought, though, I thought he broke his ass jumping off the top of that cage. <sighs> I, it, and if you watch it back, if, and it's it's a shame. Like I hate watching people botch, um, and you know, like like accidents happen, right? But you can see him as he jumps off. He slips right as he gets ready to come off, and his ass literally like misses Seth and land. I mean, that shit was loud. That was a loud Dude, slam. I, I love Matt, but I don't even know how he he wrestles barefoot. That right. Well, I have a like a anti. I'm an anti foot guy, so it's just like. Besides the fact that I don't like looking at feet to begin with, but, I mean, uh, is it difficult wrestling people in bare feet? Like, is it like? Have, I mean, I, I well, guess I it's got to be think tough, it, right? No, I I think I think it makes somebody more dangerous if they're willing to fight in the bare feet anyway. You know? Yeah. If MMA has taught us anything, you know, got you know guys, you know. You know, fighting them, like, just like the Romans did back in the day, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, very Olympic style of fighting. Uh, barefoot with the tootsies, but, um. With the tootsies. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I love, I love Matt. I miss connection. If I, he would have seen my message a little bit sooner, he might have came out to McCuskers too, but, uh, you know. You know, eventually me and him will catch up, but, uh, it, it was good to see him get a quality. It was good to see, uh, you know, Damian Priest, you know, do good. You know, he's another one of the guys I've helped mentor mm. and stuff. He's doing, he's just doing great stuff too. Yeah. You know, he's, I love those guys. I feel like he's the real, the real backbone in life of, of, uh, the judgment day. I mean, that dude is just yeah. on. Yeah. He is yeah. phenomenal. Um, yeah. Fred of the show, Karrion Cross got the win too, which I thought was the yes. absolute right decision. Um, yep. Great match. Very violent. So, you know, right up my alley um, as an ECW guy. But uh, the big reveal, man, we all knew it was coming. Bray Wyatt returned. And I got to tell you, man, out of all the fucking angles and all the things that I've seen recently, that was probably, I would say not probably, definitely the most, the, the best executed and well, well-designed return yeah. in quite some time. How did you feel watching it? Oh, well, I kind of, you know, welled up when they did the, you know, had the slight tributes to, uh, Luke Harper, Brody Lee. Yeah. You know, uh, with the, uh, the light fixtures that shine through the door when the door opened was the exact same light fixtures of when 
Brody Lee debuted in AEW, and then uh, the witch was wearing uh, Harper's mask that he wore in the uh, the Bloodroom Brothers, which again, very nice, touching tribute to a friend. Uh, I think there there was maybe one more other one I'm missing. Mm. There was like another tribute to uh, Luke Harper, but still, you know, uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, yeah. You know, rumor. Rumor is Bo Dallas might be part of the, the group, which I've been banging that drum for years that he should have been a part of the original, you know, uh, Y family. family. I mean, the guy looks just fucking like him. He, he sounds like him, you know, uh, I, I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm, I, you know, I guess they're going to be on tonight with SmackDown or we're recording as SmackDown is airing. Right now, so I was just—that's why I, I turned the television off because again, I usually leave something running here, and the kids were in here. They left SmackDown on. I saw the replay, saw the replay starting of Extreme Rules. I'm like, nope, click, waiting for what? Yeah. Waiting for this one. That's something you got to watch with your full attention. Yeah, absolutely, you know? especially Bray Wyatt stuff, man. That was like just the reveal and everything. And I gotta say, I, I and I, I know we talk about this a lot, and I want your opinion on it, but because um, this yes. is the mind of the meaning, not mind of the atom. Um, the discourse on Twitter always starts when this shit happens, right? Oh, Bray Wyatt's return was better than Cody. It was better than Punk. Eh, Punk's was better. Like, why do we? Why do people do this dance? I don't. I don't get it. I don't like. It's stupid. Why does one thing have to be better than the other? Why can't you just say, "Hey, that was awesome"? Yeah. You know. You know. Back in the day. You know. No, the early days of like Ring of Honor, every show had to have a match of the year candidate. Match of the year, match of the year. Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh I can't just fucking enjoy a match without worrying about being right about which one's the match of the year. It's just be a fan. Right. You know? Right. You know, I mean, Cody's return was fucking awesome. And Bray's, Wyatt's return was fucking awesome. Why, why, why do you have to, I mean, saying one was better is almost diminishing the other. So why bother diminishing something that was also awesome by saying something else was more awesomer? Right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's fucking stupid. I don't like it. Uh, it's stupid and I don't like it. Should, uh, should, the, should an episode be called more awesomer? More awesomer or it's stupid and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and even still, they're like, oh, my God, you know, Punks was better than, than both of them and blah, blah, blah. It's like, guys, guys, there were so many. And Punk was last year. You know, like, I get it. But, like, just in a year-to-year sort of 14-month time, we've gotten some incredible fucking returns. Yeah. And, like, it's a good, even Braun Strowman's return was fucking cool, man. Like, I, I just yeah. – it's just – we don't have to be so tribalist about this, guys. It doesn't have to be this deep. It's not. Punk returning was a huge fucking deal. I was yeah. jumping up and down in the living room. Uh, Cody's return was incredible. Bray's was fucking phenomenal. It doesn't have to yeah. be like this. Just enjoy the moment and enjoy the ride. Uh, but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with him uh, and seeing where it goes um, and and how much Hunter. I know there's been talk about you know Hunter's creative and 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 where the disconnect lied initially with Bray and the Fiend and you know a lot of the stuff they did during the pandemic era. And that Hell in a Cell from 2019 that we'll never forget. But 
I wonder, I wonder how many, how much of this is going to be, you know, I wonder how much they're going to allow him to do and how much creative freedom he'll, he'll have. But time will tell, man. I'm, I'm excited. I do have to mention this. I would be remiss not to mention this as well. One of my favorite things in wrestling, and it's been a big talking point recently, is the acclaimed and Billy Gunn's scissor me daddy ass. And <laughs> I will always laugh because the absurdist humor is like my favorite shit in the entire world, right? But yeah. the scissor me daddy ass stuff, dude, so fucking good, man. What do you, well, let me, like, yeah, so what do you think about the, uh, the scissoring phenomena, the scissor me timbers phenomena that is taking over AEW right now? Good for them. <laughs> yeah. You know, good for the acclaim for, I mean, it's hard to find a, a, a catchphrase or a niche thing that's, that if you say it, you know, you go, Got two words for you. Oh, DX. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, what a rush. LOD. I got, you know, scissor me daddy. Yeah. You know, it's, they acclaimed. <laughs> it's amazing. It's incredible. You know? It's absurd, <laughs> so but it's, good. it's funny all at the same time. It's like how I, mean, I just, it does, at this point, you don't need to ask why it's, just gotta enjoy enjoy the ride and go along with it. <laughs> you know, I couldn't tell you the fucking origin story. It, I know they started doing it, and it's over like a motherfucker right now. So yeah, good for good for them. That's Especially the- uh, we decided natu- National Scissor Day the you know the last week or whatever, and uh, Alton Brown from the Food Network was scissoring with somebody on fucking Twitter. <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right, it's over. It's fucking crossed over, man. It's, it's crossed over. Cross- yeah. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. That's, that's, and they're I mean, great guys. Oh, they're great guys anyway. It's over, man. Like, it's fucking, yeah. why do we, they're literally getting people to watch and, and, and interact and, you know, it's fun. It's stupid and fun and ridiculous and, and absurd and it's hilarious. But yeah. When was National Scissoring Day? We should have. We, I, I forgot that we missed that. We must. Have, we have to celebrate next year. <laughs> Mark it on your calendar. I folks. forgot. Yeah, I'm sure somebody in the, in the Pod Squad will let us remind us in the chat. <laughs> so what else is going on, man? What else is new in the world of the blue meanie, the bluest meanie? Oh man, just uh, I can't believe it's October. Yeah, it's halfway. Th- we're ha- oh, it's fucking. We're two weeks into fucking October. Fourteen. Still man. fucking warm out. I'm still rocking the shorts. Yep. I'll rock the shorts until it's unbearably cold, you know. But uh, yeah, just you know, I'm. I, it's been a good couple of days mentally, just because. Uh, I mean, we went through like I felt like two weeks of fucking rain mm. here on the East Coast. Then we had a couple of good days. It rained yesterday, which kind of sucked. But today was a fucking beautiful day. Me and Mrs. Meany went out. Uh, well, she, she's a uh, craft shopping. Uh, we're, we're debating on Halloween costumes. So mm. she's working on that. But like, uh, she also got, uh, fabric to make a Philadelphia Phillies witch hat. Nice. You know, it's like a red witch hat with the, the Phillies P on it. Nice. Um, and then, uh, for, you know, we're getting ready for the game. So we went over to, uh, we're in Cherry Hill. So we stopped at a, a Primo's and, uh, we got like three, three hoogies. Hoogies, uh, <laughs> or sub, or wherever the fuck, you know, wherever you're from. Ah, uh, here, grinder. Hoogies and grinders, hoogies and grinders, navy beans, navy beans. Um, 
we went to Primo's. We got the, uh, and dude, we got the Pilgrim sandwich, mm. which is the thanks. For, if you're not from the Philly area, I don't know how far out Primo's goes. I, I think it's Philly, Jersey. Yeah. It's a Thanksgiving, their Thanksgiving sandwich with cold turkey, uh, stuffing, cranberries, mayo. Amazing. Uh, we got their Italian, which was a little spicy. And then we got the roast beef, which had, um, you know, coleslaw, Russian dressing, all that stuff. Oh. And you just, we chopped them down into like little party sandwiches. That way, you don't get stuck eating one sandwich. And then, you know, that was our, our, uh, our sports food for the day. You know, so we sat back, watched the game. And then, uh, tomorrow, actually, tomorrow guy convention, uh, in North Jersey, driving mm. up with Francine, the queen of extreme. Um, and then hopefully be back in time for the start of uh, game four. Yep. Tomorrow. So, uh, and then, you know, again, swinging through Sunday and uh, hopefully, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles win tomorrow. Uh, and just doing good, man. Doing, you know, stuff for the podcast, doing this, doing that. But uh, most of all, just uh, having, good, having a good time. Having a good time. Primo Hoagies is on the East Coast, Pennsylvania, Delaware, Jersey, Maryland, South Carolina, Florida, and Virginia. It was okay. founded on Rittner Street in South Philly in 1992. And uh, they have a whole bunch of locations. But I have to ask now, since we're talking food. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. What is better, the Primo Pilgrim or the Wawa Gobbler? Dude, that is uh, it's a question for the ages. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, which one gives me the bigger fatgasm? Um, which one's hurt know. less uh, on the way out? Dude, I just recently had a Wawa gobbler. I had the cold one. The hot one's just a fucking mess. Yeah. You know, just give me a, does that, just buy the go, the hot gobbler with a roll of paper towels <laughs> and just. <laughs> it's a fucking sloppy. It's a fucking mess. Oh, it's fucking, it's a mess. Uh, but delicious mess, but a mess nonetheless. But if I had to pick, and this is weird, because normally the, the battle's between Wawa and Sheets if you live in Pennsylvania. Right. You know, there's Wawa, Western Pennsylvania, Sheets. I mean, Eastern Pennsylvania, Sheets is Western Pennsylvania, Wawa is Eastern Pennsylvania. And there's this fucking war. You know, I talk about tribalism. Yeah. You know. This is like the Pats and Geno's argument. You know, which one's better? Uh, and he, I, there's like a little conspiracy theory that, you know, Wawa started out basically being food and Sheets basically started out being like in, in the gas business with a little bit of food. But now Wawa got into the gas business. And they kind of work together to teach each other food and gas. I don't know if that's true, but well, they haven't, with it. they haven't crossed. They haven't. Cross stream shit. <laughs> Davin scissored. Uh, Scissor me timbers. But uh, I had a Wawa gobbler recently, and uh, I would have to just based on sheer volume of the sandwich, I would have to go with Primo's Pilgrim, just for the fact that uh, I had the Wawa gobbler. It's good, mm-hmm. but it's just like. I had it and I was still hungry. Yeah. Where I had the Pilgrim and I was just like, 
where you just, you know, you, you finish it and you sit there and you go, yep, I was good, you know, you know, get, get you, get you nice and pregnated with some food babies. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I would have to go with the Primo's Pilgrim. I love Wawa, but. Right. Typically yeah, my. Primo, go ahead. Primo hoagies are pretty good. Typically my go-to when I'm at Wawa these days, uh, Travis just mentioned this as well. Uh, the meatballs and Wawa are yeah. fucking phenomenal. I'll get the family size, dude, and fucking house them. Sit my car, down them. 18 meatballs, dude, no fucking problem. I spent many a, a drunken evening with a, a, a foot-long Wawa meatball hoagie with the sweet peppers. Oh, fuck. Dude, I could eat meatballs Man. every day to fuck a week Man, and not be dude. fucking sick of them. That's what I'm saying. I could do that every single day, man. I used to work yeah. in Phoenixville for my shoot job, and they had a Wawa on the way home, right off yeah. of uh, right off of no, not Bridge Street, maybe Main Street. I don't know. And uh, man, I would stop there probably a payday every two weeks. I would say to Courtney, "I'm like, I'm going to go get myself my Wawa meatballs, and I get a fucking big ass container of them, man, and I'd make them shit yeah. last for like a day and a half. Just yeah. breakfast. I'm eating fucking meatballs, man. Just yeah. love it, dude." Fucking, I'll fucking butt chug a drum on fucking meatballs. I don't give a shit. <laughs> level of, level of dangerous. Butt chug. Yeah, like you're playing skee ball down the shore. You know, just <laughs> roll it up a ramp and catch it with your, your gimmick. Jesus uh, Christ almighty. Uh, <laughs> I love Jesus it. Christ on the, Jesus Christ on the pogo stick. <laughs> Sorry. I promised I wouldn't get religious. On hey, man. Hey, man, it happens to the best of us. Yeah. It takes place. Uh, yeah, I, um, I, you know, I get the question all the time when, you know, working in the city. It's always, oh, Pats or Genos, and stay the fuck away from it. But, um, yeah, Wawa, I, I, well, have, I, I dude, to... speak of, uh, I'll, I'll give a shout out to a local place here in Philly, a place called My Pals. Uh, my friend Michael Palestino, who, uh, I've had, had a couple drinks with that. McCusker's has a place right on Wolf Street. I want to say maybe 16th, 17th and Wolf. Right. My pals. M-I dash pals. Some of the best fucking hoagies you'll ever fucking have. Wow. In, in Philly. I'll put them against Primo's. As and, and they're a couple blocks away from the original Primo's. And I'll, I'll say my pals. I'll go with them uh, seven days a week. I'm overdue for a hoagie trip, man. So I'm going to text you. I'm going to get that information because I'll I'll eat there sometime this week. Yeah, get fucking uh, get the chicken cut. Their chicken cutlet. Oh, yeah, man, so good. Fucking chicken cutlet with some. Uh, I don't know if they do the broccoli rob there, but oh god, Mrs. Meany, Mrs. Meany did. Uh, we did steaks uh, for the Phillies game last Saturday. Mm. Cheese steak with broccoli rob, pearl alone. <laughs> And then the next day we, uh, or no, that was Friday. Then the next day, Saturday, we did cheesesteak omelets with pro, you know, with the rest of the broccoli rob and the, uh, oh, man. so good. Yeah. So good. If man. you're, if, now, if you're not familiar with broccoli rob, uh, broccoli rob is a bitter leafy green that if you let simmer in some olive oil, fucking amazing. Incredible stuff. Fucking amazing. Yeah, it's quality. Put a little bit of garlic in there. Sorry, this turned into a fucking cooking show. Hey, we man. started with sports. Uh, we did the pandemic. Now we're doing fucking food. We did the pay-per-view. Science, uh, wrestling, scissoring, broccoli rob. Yeah. 
That, that's the name of the show. Write it down before we forget. Science, period. Science, period. Wrestling, period. Scissoring, period. Broccoli, Rob. That's it. That's the shit right yep. there. Let's wrap it up, man. Yeah. I want to yeah, see MLW calls. retweet that on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Get a call from the MLW people. What the fuck is this shit? Scissoring yeah. on a Monday? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, I love it, dude. It's good stuff. Yeah, uh, Pod Squad, you guys are great. Thank you. We, uh, it's always so great to see everybody. I'm always, this is like my favorite time of the week is to get to hang out with all of y'all. Uh, patreon.com slash mind of the meanie. What else is going on in the I world? Recorded some, I rec- recorded some new farts. I got to see if I got oh, my phone. Breaking here. news. Oh, I had I removed the breaking news for the no- Yokas, so we'll give him a Yokas. Oh, hold on. It's I keep forgetting that I got the I got the gimmick over here. Thank too. you. I got to make sure I add yeah. that track in for Carl this week. Let me see. Uh, What's up, Carl? What's up, man? Let me see. Uh, I'll do the second one. It's a little bit beefier. Let's see how it comes out. A little bit beefier. I just have to put it up to the front oh. here. Say, uh, come on. Oh Christ! Spotify won't let me play my farts. Um, let's see. Let's open in a voice recorder. This is great content right here, folks. <laughs> oh, here we go. Let's see. I just flipped a stink bug off my desk. It's gross. Gotta be a rib, right? Oh, I'm not booked, Terry. Actually, I, I forgot. I forgot. I could. Uh, I could have Bluetooth this endlessly. <laughs> I know. As soon as I say something, ah, uh, big rib. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we'll get it back in the in the board. Yeah. Let me see. Was that me or you? That's you. This, these two are you. Okay. No, I so. And this hold one's on, on. this one's me. Why isn't that playing? Oh well, fuck it. <laughs> Send it to me, and I'll load them the board over here. That way, we'll have yeah. it for uh, for oh, next time. I'll load them. I, I feel a little left out. I have enough farts on my board here. <laughs> Fart board. Burr, 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 burr. I feel like that's a song. Yeah. It's got to like be a song. Man. Yep. Fart board. Fart board. It's like the diarrhea songs we used to sing as a kid. Yep. It's, it's really, people think it's funny, but it's really wet and runny diarrhea. Uh, uh, yeah. You're sliding in the home and your pants are full of foam. Diarrhea. <laughs> diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the eighties and the nineties were a lawless fucking time. I love it, dude. I love yeah. it. Uh but what else I love? Mr Mr. Meany. Yes, dear. I was asking you a question. Oh. What that might that be? Are you ready to ask Meany? I would love to. It's time to ask, ask me something. Don't forget. Tweet us your questions using the hashtag AskMeany. 
And you just may hear them asked on the show. Meaning you have your seltzer today. I got a little uh, swir- uh, squirrely today. Drank my, my seltzer before I got on the air. What are you drinking today? Uh, I have from Waterloo. It's uh, This is a very october type drink. Ooh. Spiced apple. Love it. So, looks delicious. Yeah. It's my shit, man. So let's see. Uh, three, two, one. I'm going to sandman it. Attaboy. That sounds fantastic. Take a sip. Tell me how you think. That's a fucking, uh, that's a keeper. <laughs> yeah. Waterloo's a little bit, a little expensive, but worth it. Yeah. Do it, man. flavors. Let's see what we got here for this week. Uh, ECWWrestling.com asks, uh, ECW was one of the first promotions to embrace new technology at the time, do you see new technologies, NFTs, digital land, crypto coins, virtual reality being adopted well by anyone, and that includes talent or companies, to help draw big money into the industry? Uh, of course. Um, I'm a part of, I'm working with a project right now that's dealing with uh, NFTs and stuff like that, but I can't really announce anything yet. But, uh, and I did, did some recordings for them and stuff like that. And hopefully I get to uh, announce that soon. Uh, but I know like guys like Gabe Sapolsky are huge into, you know, NFTs and all that stuff. He's been doing some, uh, Twitter, uh, spaces talking about NFTs and wrestling and stuff like that. So I'm, st- I'm still learning it and I'm still trying to, you know, figure it out. You know, I'm a little, slow when it comes to new technology, you know, you know, if I can't figure something out and give the phone to Mrs. Me, what's this? Just tell me what this is. <laughs> I'll figure it out. There's a great meme from, you know, it's going in my, my uh, chat gimmicks this week, you know, a pie chart split down the middle, 50%, my, my day, 50%. Fuck is this? The other 50 cent, 30% was, what the fuck is that? You know, just, <laughs> That's me. You know, what the fuck is this? What the fuck's that? Oh, what's so fuck? great. I like to think that I'm hip. I like to think that I'm cool. <laughs> Dr. Evil. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, ECW. I mean, we had live chats going on during ECW arena shows. Bob Ryder was hosting those on, uh, Prodigy. And then, like, the wrestlers would go up and do live Q&As. You know, in the chat as it was going on. And then, um, you know, myself, guys like myself, like wrestlers like myself, DDP, Matt Hardy, Jericho, Pillman. We were like a part of the AOL message boards back in the day. So, yeah, I remember you. I remember that being a thing back in the day, like seeing messages from the Blue Meanie and being like, is that the real Blue Meanie? You yeah. know, the, the old AOL grandstand area. Yeah. You know, back in the day. Uh, so, yeah. They, 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 they gotta adapt or get left behind, you know? Yeah. You know, so yeah, I, that's a great question. And, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure, I, you know, uh, there's a company that's doing stuff with that right now that I'm kind of working with. Well, I am working with right now. Uh, yeah. but, um, as far as WWE, I think they've done NFTs. Like, as far as like Undertaker goes, they did like an NFT with him. I think they did one with Cena too, if I recall correctly. Yeah, yeah. So, 
I think once, you know, people start to understand and realize, you know, that what the aspect of them are, you know, they'll catch on a little bit better. But yeah, for sure. Mark and Dryden wants to know who are your guys' favorite refs of all time? Oh shit. This just came up today on, uh, Twitter, because um, I was I, yesterday I did Throwback Thursday for a match I had in November '98 from the Sub Arena. It was me, Nova, and uh, Chris Chetty mm. versus uh, me, Nova, Chris Chetty versus Danny Doring, Roadkill, and Skull Von Crush, which eventually became Big Vito. And uh, dude, I, I I loved the finish that we did. You know, Chetty did the uh, Skull. Final Crush was on the mat. Chris Chetty did a springboard leg drop, rolled out of the way. Nova did a frog splash, rolled out of the way. I did the meanie salt. But what put the the exclamation point on the match was referee John Finnegan doing one of like the best three counts I've ever seen. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I yesterday I posted it, but today I, I had to quote tweet myself and just put emphasis on the fact that you know, look at that count. John Finnegan puts into the three count. That just makes the finish even that much more better. So, uh, was it best referees all time or ones I've worked with? Who's your favorite? It's got to be John Finnegan. Yeah. You know, I've been lucky to work with a lot of great refs. Uh, but John Finnegan, underrated. Uh, it's, it's not what they do as far as the role of referee, but, well, it is about that, but there's little things referees do that the fans don't pick up on that actually help the match. Right. And that's not just wearing an earpiece of giving you time signatures either. It's There's other little things that John Finnegan would do. Like I remember, you know, being on a, a show with John Finnegan. He's coming over to, you know, check, you know, do the old check the boots, check the knee pads. And as he's doing that, he's like, hey, be careful. There's a loose board over here. To, and he would put his foot... You know, watch where I put. Where, there's a loose board over here. Where my left, where my left foot is. Be careful. Mm. Shit like that. You know, yeah. giving wrestlers the heads up about you know the condition of the ring as you're getting in the ring to keep you safe and stuff like that. So you know, good refs. Him and Mauno, Keener, and ECW, Pee Wee Moore was good. You know, uh, that whole ECW reference crew was was great. At Hawk, who came in from uh, the Michigan area, where I started my career, you know, A.T. Huck. I worked with him a million times. But overall, all-time favorite referee to work with, uh, John Finnegan. No if fans or buts. I'm going to just say mine is a classic. Mine's Earl Hebner. Um, there's nothing more incredible yeah. than watching that dramatic three-count in the middle of the ring, yeah. man. That shit. There's a science to it, man. And Hebner yeah. fucking had it, so he is uh, the best. Re- the, be- the best referees are the ones you don't notice until you need to. Exactly. Yep. The attention's not on them. They don't. They kind of fade into the background, and you notice them when you have to notice them. Yep. Whether it's a, a ref bump or three count or trying to get a guy back in the ring or admonishing a heel for interfering and kicking him out of ringside and tell him to go to the back. So it's an art form. I've done, I've been a guest referee and it was probably, you would think it would be easy, but it's definitely, dude, I slid down for it to do with, uh, you know, a, a count, almost knocked myself the fuck out. Oh, <laughs> just, 
was like, how do these motherfuckers do this? You know, so I got tons of respect for referees, you know. And, you know, if you're doing a multiple match card, holy fucking cardio. God, you know? dude, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Uh, Mark and Dryden has another question. Uh, who are your guys' favorite Eagles of all time? All time? All time? Oh, I know. God. I know my oh. answer. I mean, I would have to say Reggie White. That was going to be one. I was always, I'm always, I'm always a defensive guy. I mean, Reggie White and, um, Jerome Brown were basically the road warriors of fucking defensive linebackers. You know, just, they would just destroy people. You know, Phil Sims from the New York Giants said, you know, I, knowing that I was going into the event and facing those guys, I, you know, had a big pit in my stomach, you know, he had a big pit in his stomach, you know, Reggie White, then it would be like Jerome Brown, Brian Dawkins, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, all time. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm loving Jason Kelsey. Yeah. You know, Jason Kelsey's cemented himself as a forever Eagle as well. You know, just, uh, he went down in that last game against Arizona and uh, twisted his ankle, got up, walked off the field, and that was going into halftime. And second half, he came out and played the rest of the game. Wow. I was like, holy shit. Wow. Yeah. Fucking warrior. Yep. Uh, I have my, there's a lot of Eagles that I really enjoyed, but my favorite is, uh, is old Big Dick Nick. Nick Foles. Yeah. Nick Foles yeah. is the, uh, is my favorite, I would say, of all time. Um, I love the Budweiser statue outside. I just wasn't sure how they fit his entire package into the statue uh, massive prehistoric in size um there's a uh there's a great photo of nick Foles running off field in philadelphia and a cop at the tunnel saluting him <laughs> which says it all that's amazing you know, man just, as you yeah, should he, though the, as you should respect he, yeah fucking and the cop was very decorated too he you know he he looked like he was you know upper echelon and he's, he's saluting nick Foles as nick is Jogging off. I'll send it to you. I, I got it saved on my yeah. phone, but Travis, dude, you know, Travis is amazing. Travis in here with jokes saying Joe Walsh and Don Henley. You're a funny guy. Real funny guy. Go birds. Uh, last question for this week. Ivan Rivers wants to know if a documentary could be made about any moment in your career, what moment would you want it to be? Hmm. It's a great question. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, it's just the fact that, you know, most of my career is to run around the city of my birth, you know. Debuted yep. for, EC, you know, I was born here. ECW, debuted for ECW in Philly. Debuted for WWF in Philly. I uh, had my WrestleMania moment in Philly. Uh had my AEW moment in Philly. You know, several things with MLW. Happened here in Philly where I got to be in front of my hometown crowd and stuff like that. So it's just my connection of being like the Philly fanatic of Philly, you know, sport. I'm like the mascot of pro wrestling, Philadelphia pro wrestling, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah, you know, there's, you know, gritty, swoop, fanatic, uh, Franklin from the 76ers. I don't know the name. I forget the name of, uh, the unions mascot. I'm sure. Mm. I'll be reminded, you know, shortly. Uh, yeah. Uh, soon, as soon as this airs, Jeffrey Mitchell will, will, you know, smart me up. 
But and then there's me for pro wrestling, you know, as far as Philly goes. You know, <laughs> I wish I could legally commission that artwork, but you know. Yeah. The mascot in the union, his name is Fang. There you go. Yep. That is the name of the mascot. There you go. Yeah, I would love to see a Blue Mini documentary about just, you know, the Philadelphia connection. Even though I know most of the story, it still would be really cool to watch that, how they tell it. You know? I was born Friday, May 18th, 1973, <laughs> around 2 p.m. And as my mom liked to say, after I was born, they had Chinese food. <laughs> Everybody in the ward ordered Chinese food, and she had Chinese food. It's amazing. For dinner. That's yeah. awesome, man. I was born on a Friday. That's why I love the weekends. That is, uh, we had Amore pizza from Westchester after Audrey was born. We ordered it to the hospital because nice. we weren't allowed to leave because once you leave, that's still some more. That's some yeah. more. And, uh, yeah, so it was, uh, it was delicious. Nice, uh, nice, nasty pizza at fucking 1130 at night. Can't beat that, yeah. dude. Yeah. But what else you can't beat is hanging out with us here every week while we record this show. Patreon.com slash mind of the meaning. Don't forget to sign up today and become a part of our pod squad. And you get to watch this show early and ad free. But meanie, the most important question is, is when we're not recording and when you're not listening yes. to us, how can folks find you on your social media? If you would like to follow the blue meanie, that would be me on all forms of social media. Go to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And some called TikTok at Blue Meanie BWO. I try to be as active as I possibly can on there. Uh, at Blue Meanie BWO. If you would like to support the Blue Meanie, and uh, why not? Uh, <laughs> go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Blue Meanie. If you would like to support Minded Meanie, this very show you're listening to. <coughs> there it is. Don't do that. Dude, I've there been sitting on that one. Yeah. Did you get enough lunch uh, in there? Did you taste yesterday's lunch too? <laughs> uh, take two. Uh, uh, taste it better going down. Uh, <laughs> Could you imagine burping up that fucking apple seltzer then with like a cheesesteak or a Big Mac? Or the fucking pilgrim sandwiches. <laughs> but uh, if you would like to support Minded Meanie, <laughs> let me start from the... <laughs> if you would like to support the Blue Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. If you'd like to support Minded Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Minded Meanie, where every penny you spend there goes right back into keeping the lights on here at Minded Meanie. Uh, Colin Elbow, the wrestling brand, Go to collarandelbowbrand.com, use coupon code Amini, and save 10%. Uh, Rod Hicks is doing an amazing job over there at collarandelbowbrand.com. Uh, madcatbeardcare.com, my boy Josh Thornton is doing an amazing job there as well. Uh, you can go over there and get the blue spruce. Uh, that's my uh, personal you know, design. I had to... Say in the smell and the design of uh, the blue spruce over there with Josh Thornton at madcatbeardcare.com. If you love cats, every penny you spend over there at madcatbeardcare.com goes to taking care of the kitties. Uh, shout out to my boy Jim Nilsson over at glaciersofice.com. 
Uh, Jim made a three of three only handmade custom BWO Air Jordan 1 sneakers for... So sick. Yeah. Stevie Richards, Nova, and myself. Each pair takes about 50 hours per pair to make. Uh, if you want to see how he does it, follow him on social media, Twitter and Instagram. G-O-I Kicks. That's at G-O-I Kicks, Twitter, Instagram. And uh, see what some of the spectacular work he does. Uh, now, if you would like a custom uh, video from uh, yours truly, uh, Blue Meanie, go to cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO. Birthdays, holidays, well wishes, whatever your heart desires over there, cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO. And a special shout out to uh, Mind of the Meanie alumni. You know, we don't have too many guests on there, but, you know, back in the day, <clears throat> oh, God. <laughs> Almost got through it, man. Yeah. Um, let me start that over. Uh, shout out to my little mini alumni, Tommy Avalone. We don't have too many guests, but when we do, uh, they're, they're pretty special. And uh, Tommy's pretty special. He has a docu-series right now on Peacock. Go over to the cock and watch I Love You, You Hate Me. He's uh, involved with a docu-series about Barney the Dinosaur. And um, I've been following him. On his social media and all the, the photos and interviews and stuff, he's he's done a lot of great work with this. He's also doing a documentary series on all the celebrity houses on, uh, you know, that, whatever TV show, like the Brady Bunch house, the Full House house, stuff like that. Um, I will get that information next week. He's having a Kickstarter for that. Or follow me on social media. I'll be sure to share that. But I definitely wanted to put over the, uh, the Barney documentary as it just came out this past Wednesday. On uh, the Peacock. But most importantly, Mr. Bernard, how can we follow you? Good, sir. You are too kind to me, but thank you. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, this is Goober. Yes, it's my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand pal. Go and follow me there. Keep up with my wild and ridiculous life. Go check out my other show, Foundation Radio, by going to foundationradio.net uh, and prowrestlingtees.com slash foundation radio. Support the show and keep the lights on at the Barnard Home for Wayward and troubled youth, prowrestlingtees.com slash mind of the meanie, patreon.com slash mind of the meanie, Twitter, Instagram, mind of the meanie, support the show and help us keep the lights on here at Casa de Meanie. And also, as the aforementioned Barnard home for wayward and troubled youth, Blue Meanie, thank you so much for your time, sir. I greatly appreciate it. Pod Squad. Y'all are the fucking best. You know that. Y'all are incredible. We appreciate you every single week. Little Jimmy's checking in, repping the BWO t shirt right now on SmackDown in New Orleans. Word. We love you, sir. For the Blue Meanie, I'm Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip to the mine. Blue, 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 blue world order. And the Meanie, go big, go Phils. Peace. And go birds. And go Phils. Blue world order. This episode of Mind of the Meanie was recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and was engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional production and narration provided by Sam Kreps. Our executive producers are Josh Chernoff, Adam Barnard, and the Blue Meanie. Our opening theme is performed by the Swamp Candles. Our closing theme is performed by Chikara. The show contains original music produced by Enrichment. Get additional bonus content by becoming our patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mindofthemeanie. This has been a Butts Carlton Media production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network.
Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Mini's brain out. The world of MLW Radio never stops. 